Man, will Zion be traded before the draft? Will Damian Lillard's loyalty to Portland end this year? And watch out, NBA. Here comes the Suns. Doo-doo-doo-doo. I'm Rosa Panda. This is a clinic all NBA podcast. I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good. I'm feeling great. What about you, my guys? Man, I'm feeling good. John, how you living, my friend? Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Let's get it. Definitely, let's get it. I apologize for my singing at the beginning of this pod, but boys, we have to talk about the Suns. They traded for Bradley Beal. This deal may not become official for a few days, but Bradley Beal will reportedly lift his no-trade clause in order to form a star trio with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. The Suns will pay a total of more than $160 million in salary to Beal, Booker, Durant, and DeAndre Ayton next season. This is absolutely insane. I don't know if... I didn't. I never predicted that Bradley Beal would even go to the Suns. I didn't think that this was going to be a thing. Were you guys surprised by this trade? Money, please. I was a little surprised. I, I thought that the Suns, the logical thing to do would be to get depth. Right. As it currently right. stands, as it currently stands, their bench looks like it's going to be fielding Rosapanta, JJ, and John. The three of us. That's, they might as well. That's not really. Us. That's not really like an indictment on us. That's more just an indictment on the Suns. Because look, let's be real. We can play basketball, but we can't play basketball at the professional level. And I, it's Matt Ishba. Ishbia. Is that am I saying his name right? Tell me, I'm Ishbia. butchering it. Ishbia. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's Correct. he's clearly uh, somebody who's just going after the big names. I mean, obviously he traded for Kevin Durant. Now he traded for Bradley Beal. It's interesting. I know we don't have Sammy on this episode, but I know, and he's kind of the CBA wizard here, who knows uh. the kind of the nuances and the ins and outs. <laughs> yeah, the Kawhi soundbite is is appropriate for this. Thank you, JJ. Uh. So uh, he knows like the implications of this when it comes to the financials because they are way over the cap, right? And the new right. CBA has all these these penalties in place that don't allow them the other liberties that other teams will have if they hit if they exceed a certain mark so they're over at currently with three players they're at 160 million in salary as as Roe mentioned and i don't know how they're going to get depth how they're going to get depth with players that are actually decent right that can actually contribute on a consistent basis i mean am i way off base here i i like to me, I don't see the Suns. I could see them falling short again and not winning the title because the expectation, and tell me if I'm way off base here, based on these the star power of these three players, they're going to be expected to win the championship. Right? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. This is this is a move to win the championship, definitely. Yes. So Right. Yeah. And so, like, I just, I don't see it. Go ahead. Yeah, John, you're absolutely right. Uh, Just to give or shed some light here. They still have non-guaranteed contracts with Cameron Payne and Rain White. Um, So they actually have a total of $171.2 million on the books. And the second apron 
is at 179.5. So that leaves them roughly like less than 8 million to work with to fill nine roster spots. So I don't know what's going to happen there. JJ, I didn't give you a chance to answer this, but wow. were you surprised by this? And also, do you think this is going to put them over the top? Yes, I was surprised just because I was thinking, how the hell are the Suns going to pick up this contract? <laughs> like Bradley Beal has been in the news, the news cycle for quite some time. And part of that is because he signed that crazy deal not so long ago. And even on this pod, us three with Sammy and RJ discussed like, is Bradley Beal that type of player that's worth that contract and we all said mm, probably not but the wizards had to do it because they need to have an attraction out in dc so now i'm thinking does beal being the third maybe fourth option does that even provide him that superstar quality and bring the sense over the top and John hit the nail on the head. Like we all thought they needed depth. That was the main thing this year. But <laughs> give it up to uh, James Jones. He said, screw that. Let's double down. Let's quadruple down. <laughs> screw depth, John. We're just going to go all in on the starting five and let's hope for the best. But how many times have we seen this within the past few recent years? Without depth, you don't go far. That happened with the Nets. That happened with the Suns. I mean, the list goes on, gentlemen. Top hey, heavy yeah, three. Like, the, like the reason the late exactly like the reason the Lakers made it as far as they did is because of their depth. They had they they traded for key rotational players that can actually consistently contribute. Look at the Denver Nuggets, right? They have not only, obviously, Jokic and Murray, but they have KCP, they have Michael Porter Jr., they have Aaron Gordon, they have Christian Braun. And I know it's pronounced Brown, but I refuse to say it that way because it's spelled B-R-A-U-N. Bruce Brown, Jeff Green. I mean, they're really deep as a team, and they won the championship this last year. So I'm with you guys. I'm with you, JJ. I don't I don't see like how they're going to get depth. Now, they do have DeAndre Ayton, mm -hmm. and he has a potential trade chip to get two or three rotational players back, right? And, Absolutely. or maybe some picks, maybe some picks that they can get a player that's ready now that can contribute, like a Josh Hart or something like that. I, again, that to me is the only avenue that they have in order for them to get more depth. But ultimately that's what they're gonna need. Unless, you're banking on a lot here, right? Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker not getting hurt. They're going to have to play heavy minutes. That's just how it is. Obviously, they're probably going to get staggered in terms of their their time on the court because they're all they could all be the the first option on any team. But ultimately, I just don't see it, man. I I, I think the Phoenix Suns are just going to continue to be in this purgatory of making the playoffs, getting somewhere between the second and, and conference finals, and falling short. And if they stand pat currently and john great point it's not even that they're all four of them like all-stars my gripe 
and june i don't know if you agree with this is that they all kind of play the same style man with between booker durant and beal great point the fit like, is not great the fit is not great and what i'm worried about beal and aiden and maybe even booker i know book some people feel that booker's the number one but can you imagine that one of them doesn't play to their potential look what happened to chris bosh with that big three look what happened to kevin love when he joined the caps those dudes were ballers before yeah they joined lebron james even look at steph curry when kevin durant joined oh great point he, he took a huge step back great point right, to let kevin durant shine and you have to think that one deandre ayton gets traded because his 32 million on the books right that means that you could get like john said a few pieces but i think the sneaky part about this trade is that i'm wondering if they know like given kevin durant's history he's gonna miss time right and to be frank they didn't really give up a whole lot they gave up like chris paul who knows what's happening with his situation landry shamit multiple second round picks and multiple pick swaps like you you have to think that kevin durant is eventually going to miss time here and they need another superstar to keep them afloat during the regular season that's why i see that it's like relatively smart i just don't think that bradley beal at almost 50 million is worth that i don't know so i could see them sort of like talking themselves into it and does that sound about right or what do you guys think it sounds right <laughs> it, it just seems like the Suns front office and new owner, they've been playing too much 2K. <laughs> like, let's right. go super crazy with the starting. Like with the salary cap yeah, off. Yeah, with the salary cap <laughs> off. And, yeah. and, they, and, they, and they've been, the problem is, is they've also been winning in 2K. They've been winning games, so they think it's, they think it's going to translate to real life. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, okay, so the Western Conference, we have to think about where they stack in the Western Conference now. Like, I think we all agree that probably the Nuggets sit up top, right? Are we all there? Yes. I think. Give, we then, gotta give them respect. You gotta give defending champions, like JJ said, yeah, defending champions their respect, regardless of how, whether you think they're gonna repeat or not. Do you guys think the Suns now sit second? And the, the other players that we have here are the Grizzlies, who knows what's going on with John Morant, we have the up-and-coming Kings, the Sacramento Kings. We have the Clippers, where we don't know what's happening with them either. I hear that Paul George could be on the trade block. I don't know. The Warriors, they're still sort of like rebuilding, but also keeping their old. I don't know. The Lakers seem to be hoping to run things back. So are the Suns actually sitting like pretty good in the Western Conference? What do you guys think? No! <laughs> based on I know this is going to sound contradictory to what I said earlier but I'm standing by it I don't think they can win a championship with a team this shallow but I will say that in, in terms of the Western Conference in terms of the regular season and in terms of the standings I think they'll be in the top three based on the talent alone but where it really becomes a problem is the playoffs where you need the depth you need the balance and you're going to be a lot more tired as the season progresses as the playoffs progress and so you need being top heavy heavy to me is 
going to prevent you from winning at all, but it's going to, with a, with talent that great, they're going to excel in the regular season, I believe. Hmm. Jay, do you agree? I do agree with John. I don't think they'll finish top three, though. I'm all about chemistry. I mean, don't get it twisted. Talent supersedes everything in sports. But how many times have we seen players like a Gary Payton to like a AR-15 in um, John's Boy, right? Those dudes do the dirty work. The Dennis Rodmans, right? Every single championship team has that one player that doesn't mind getting dirty. With the Kobe era, that would be who, John? Uh, Rick Fox, maybe? Right? Yeah, Rick Fox. Um, who else is on that? Uh, Brian Shaw, maybe? Brian Shaw, yeah. And then the Heat, with the Heatles, they had uh, Haslam. Every single team has had that one player that does the dirty work. Even like this year, we've seen it with like Aaron Gordon and with the Heat, that ensemble cast of randoms coming through in different games. Do you think... I saw pretty bad glimpses of Aiden not even trying. Beal doesn't play defense. So your defensive work that they were known for for all these years in, in the Suns, are they even going to be a top... Here's another question, Jun. Do you think the Suns will be a top 15 defensive team? And actually, I, I want John to respond to this one because the Suns recently hired... Frank Vogel. John, you've watched Frank Vogel. You're an LA Laker fan. Do you think Vogel can get whatever this team is going to look like to be playing like competitive defense? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Yeah, no. I I wish I could just end it there and not even elaborate. That would be great, right? That's, That's great content right there. No. The reason why I say no is not because Frank Vogel is a bad defensive coach. He's actually a great defensive coach mm-hmm. with the right personnel and the right pieces. And yeah. my prime example is 2020 when the Lakers won the championship in the bubble. They had a great defensive team. They had Alex Caruso. They had KCP. I mean, Kuzma was even playing defense. And he's not known. For, Kuzma wasn't known as a defensive player, but he had the length. He was lanky. Yeah. He was tall. He was quick. And so Vogel had all of the pieces. He had Dwight Howard, even though he's past his prime. He's the big body he, who handled Jokic really well. He, JaVale McGee, he had the length, the athleticism, the speed, and the commitment from the players to be the best defensive team that year. Now with the Suns, look, yeah. I, I don't think anybody would say Devin Booker or Bradley Beal are great defensive players. Kevin Durant obviously has that potential. But to ask him post-traumatic injuries to be both offensive and defensively elite is a lot to ask for, for somebody mm-hmm. his age as well. Yeah. And then we're talking about the ragtag bench, like water boy status, <laughs> Adam Sandler bench. I don't know. Rosa Panta, JJ like and Rosa John. Pan- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Demi neighbor as your sixth man. Like, like, come on, man. Give me a break. I don't yeah. think he has the personnel. I don't. I know this. This may not be the final team when the season starts, but Frank Vogel needs the personnel. 
He doesn't have that. Yeah. So I don't another, think he's set up for success defensively for this team. Yeah, another another big thing about that Lakers team is that they had the proper leadership in LeBron James. And looking at Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, KD, I don't know who the alpha is. I don't know who's the one that's going to hold everyone accountable on defense. Great point. Great point. So it's like I, Great point. I don't know what this is going to look like, and I'm not sure if Frank Vogel is that dude to like put this all together with this type of roster, but I guess we will have to wait and see. We're going to kind of switch this trade over now to its effect on Kevin Durant. And there was something on, on Reddit talking about Kevin Durant and his bus, let's say. Or as Charles would say, Sir Charles would say, Kevin Durant isn't really a bus driver in these situations, but we're going to make him the bus driver. And we're going to talk about Kevin Durant's bus here. Okay? So far, he's played with Steph Curry, James Harden, Chris Paul, Kyrie Irving, Devin Booker, Russell Westbrook, Bat Bradley Beal now, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Ben Simmons. Wow. That is an amazing wow. looking wow. roster for wow. Kevin Durant. And for fun, we wanted to bring up another superstar who has won four championships to KD's two championships. And look at his bus. And that's Shaquille O'Neal. He had Penny Hardaway, Kobe Bryant, LeBron, D-Wade, Paul Pierce, KG, Ray Allen, Rodman, Nash, Gary Payton, Grant Hill, Amari Stoudemire, Carl Malone, Rondo, Alonzo Mourning, also a very impressive list. I know I just named oh. off a bunch of people, but boys, I'm asking you to memorize this list <laughs> and tell me who you thinks, who, which bus are you guys riding with here? Who had the better bus? Oh. <laughs> wow, this is uh, this is a great question. I'm not gonna lie. Oh man, this is this is a tough one. Like when I look at KD's bus, right? I try to carb, compartmentalize it into maybe a top ten or top twenty players of all time. Mm. On this mm. list, I see top ten, right? Steph Curry. You could probably arguably put him in the top 10 as of right now of all all time players. Anybody else on this list? I don't see it on Shaq's bus. Kobe is top 10 in my eyes. LeBron, obviously top 10. So you have two top 10s on here. Although given Shaq was, I want to say Shaq's not in his prime and that's, that's putting it nicely when he played with LeBron, he was, Pretty pretty washed, I think. <laughs> I think we can all agree. I, so yep. this is like that. That, that you yeah. have to take that into you, into <laughs> consideration. I'd say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but not to like ramble on or or, or too much. T t just to answer the question, man, who has the better bus? You know what? I'm gonna have to go with Shaq, and at my better judgment doesn't want my heart wants this does not want to say that because Jack's a Laker legend and we all know how a lot of us feel about KD but honestly I think like Shaq had the better bus if I'm looking at top to bottom ooh okay JJ what do you think my friend for argument's sake I'm gonna say KD and I have a few reasons to back this up you had the first 
unanimous MVP in Steph Curry who changed the game. You played with James Harden not once, but twice, who was an MVP. Okay? I don't think other than Kobe on Shaq's list, there weren't many MVPs other than Nash, but Nash was already past his peak. You played with Chris Paul, Kyrie. Sort of played with Kyrie. Sort of played, yeah, sort of played <laughs> with Kyrie. I mean, let's be real here. <laughs> Devin Booker at his in his prime, Russell Westbrook when he was up and coming. Now you have Bradley Bill in his prime, and then you played with Draymond in his prime, a defensive player of the year. Mm. How Shaq played with a defensive player of the year. Rodman? Rodman was out of his prime. You have Clay, the second best shooter of all time, and Ben Simmons, who, don't forget, when before he got traded, people considered him top 15 player in the league. Now I now I know this JJ is doing this for argument's sake because he actually complimented Ben Simmons <laughs> and he actually it hurt my soul. Okay. He made an he made an argument for why Ben Simmons is a great good player yeah. on this list. You know See what, what I, I did? I, I'm a, I might just just walk up and leave right now. You know I I'm gonna say that Kevin Durant had a great list of players, but I mean that whole Brooklyn Nets thing. I almost consider that like a whole wash. They never even like played with each other. You know what I mean? There was always someone out. It was always kind of weird, but I don't think that necessarily deterred, like, like diminishes this list because he still had the opportunity to play all with all of these players in their prime and to lead this group of players. Because I, I want to say Who's that part of it was leadership, right? Katie's leadership that affected these teams. But I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with John here. I think I think Shaq's list is pretty impressive. Even when you go down the list to like Ray Allen, Rodman, Nash. Yeah. He, I mean that list is absolutely insane. But since I love this topic so much, we're gonna <laughs> step away from Kevin Durant. We're gonna talk about different role players in history, okay? And their and their bust. These these are bus riders here, the role players. Bruh. And we're gonna talk about Robert Ori's bus who has seven championships. He played with Hakeem, Shaq, Kobe, Duncan, Parker, Ginobili, Jason Kidd, Drexler, and Nash. Wow. The Robert Ori's bus is going to go against Horace Grant's bus, who played with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, T-Mac, Grant Hill, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Artis Gilmore, Dominique Wilkins, Penny, Robert Ori, Spud Webb. Wow. Which bus are you guys riding with? Man, you know, like at first glance, you, you would be, you would think that it would be Horace Grant, the better bus, right? Because you have MJ, you mm. have Kobe, you have Shaq. But I actually don't think it's Horace Grant. I think it's Robert Ory. And what tips it over for me is obviously he played with Kobe and Shaq, which Horace Grant also did. The difference is Michael Jordan. But to me, Robert Ory played with Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili, basically still in their prime. Yeah. And we're talking about at the same time. And we're talking about one of the best dynasties in the last 20. I mean, the most consistent team to make the playoffs and win championships. 
other than maybe the Lakers and the Celtics in the past 50 years were the, were the San Antonio Spurs, right? And so to me, that tips it over. I know Horace Grant played with MJ, the greatest of all time. He played with Scottie Pippen. He, he was, was great until he started making videos and selling popcorn and tequila. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's still great. Hey. You got, <laughs> then you got Grant Hill, man. The biggest what if to me, yeah. right? Grant Hill could have been one of the greatest of all time if it wasn't for the injuries, man. But those are great Sprite commercials. I will say that. I mean, Carl Malone, Gary Payton. I'm going to go with, I'm going to stick with my, my, my pick here. I'm going to say Robert Ory had the better bus. What do you guys think? Man, John is just ruining our potential sponsorship by Scotty Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> but JJ, what do you think, Beth? I agree with John again. Uh, dude, I don't know if you guys consider the 90s Rockets a dynasty. I don't think so, but some people do two championships. But Rockets dominant Yeah. with the uh, disclaimer without MJ competing those two years. Not to diss the Rockets, but... Hakeem, best footwork, most dominant big man, Shaq. The remix of Michael Jordan, which is Kobe, arguably the best forward, and Duncan. Okay, that's pretty crazy. But let's talk about Horace Grant, because that's what we do. We played with the GOAT and MJ. Pippen, arguably the best defender in the modern era. Kobe, Shaq as well, and Penny. And I'm just going to give Horace Grant a shout out for his pod a while back where he basically said, gentlemen, I had the blessing to play with MJ, Kobe, and Penny. And you know what he said, fellas? Penny, what? F, F healthy, would have surpassed both of them. Man, which is pretty dope. That's bold. It's very bold. That's very bold. That's very bold. If I've ever heard uh, clickbait, I think that might be it. I mean, that's, that's, like, that's like, a, like big what if. I mean, let's let's okay. Yes, definitely. <laughs> the the way that JJ said it though was so con- with so much conviction made me actually slightly start to believe it. I was like, man. Yeah. Could, Maybe Penny you would have been better, hater. but no, I we can't. We don't live in what ifs, JJ. We don't live in hypotheticals. We don't. We don't. So unfortunately, we can't. We can't say if that's true or not. And if there's any youngins listening to us who don't know who Penny Hardaway is, you definitely need to go over to YouTube and watch some of his highlights because it's absolutely ridiculous. With that, we're gonna take a short little break with a word from our sponsor. Hold up. Are you tired of constantly losing your bets on unfair gambling apps? Our sponsor, Parlay Play has the best lines to increase your chances of winning it big. Not only does it have great lines, it's also an awesome app with a community feel. Use code CLINICALLNBA for a deposit matchup to $100 and a free $5 game on the house. They also have a new feature, Slide the Line, where users can raise or lower a line of their choosing. Pause the pod, get on your phone, and download the app now. Download the app indeed. We have to talk about, yes, once again, John Morant. John Morant apparently retweeted and then unretweeted a friend of his calling cap on the Jaw Thinks the media slash NBA is out to get him report. (laughs) 
his friend or possibly uh. his trainer sent this tweet, which was retweeted by Jaw. Uh. And you could see Jaw tagged on some of his replies, which means they probably replied to Jaw's tweet and then later untweeted it. This report came from Tim McMahon um, and Jaw looks to be saying it's untrue. Jaw Morant, we all know, is now suspended 25 games. There's also reports saying that like Jaws reported like or v gun that was seen on the video was a lighter. I don't know. You got to be a what do you guys think of this whole situation with Jaw Morant once again? I don't know, but I, I just want to hear the soundbite that JJ keeps playing over and over again. You're a you got to be a stupid mother. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if, if anything could encapsulate my feelings towards this topic, it's that soundbite right there. And I mean, like, does Jaw... Is this, this is his first time using Twitter or what? I mean, or the internet <laughs> for, for, for that matter? Because yeah, like, why are you retweeting, not, dude? Does he not realize that once you do something on the internet, once you do something digitally, someone's going to screenshot it right away. You yeah. are with as many followers as you have. Everything it's permanent on the internet. Like yeah, and they're all the probably reporters... screenshotting it. The bots are probably screenshotting it as you post, as you're typing <laughs> it out. Like all the reporters definitely have notifications on. With yes, like you you can't hide from that. No, whatsoever. So I, I mean, like, I feel like the guy gets this. This kid is getting dumber by the day, man. I mean, come on, dude. And I hate to make light of a situation like this because the the the, the topic itself is serious. But yeah, it's so much harder to try to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, right? When he continues Amen. to do things that are super like, questionable. What 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 is this? The NBA is trying to come get you, like the media. Don't play the victim, man. The victim card does right. not work. You get paid 195 million. You have a, a shoe sponsorship. You have a Powerade sponsorship. First athlete in years to be sponsored by Powerade. And then you're going to say that the media and NBA are out to get you. Who posted the stories of you acting out? It's I'm just going to say that. <laughs> no, absolutely, guys. I'm 100% I'm with you. Now, let's talk about the suspension. It's 25 games. Some people thought it might have been like somewhere between anywhere between like 30 to 60, right? So we got wow. a little less 25 games. Is this looking like the appropriate amount of games for John Morant for what he did? Hell no. Hell no, this hell is no. not the appropriate, exactly, hell, hell no. no, this is not the appropriate amount of games, not only because I thought it would be more and I looked dumb, that's the first most important thing, is that <laughs> I was way off, the second thing is 25, I mean, guys, didn't it seem like when Adam Silver was talking about this in the interview during the finals, the way that he was preparing to talk about it the way that he was leading into the conversation it felt like it was going to be significantly more than 25 games right absolutely yeah absolutely and so for adam silver to only give him 25 games is super weak yeah he looks i don't like know a chump. any other he looks like a complete chump 
And that's the right word. I wouldn't. I want to say something else. I want to use a different adjective, but I can't because then we're gonna get canceled. But I, I <laughs> think that is so whack, right? I, at the very minimum, it should have been half the season. Minimum to me. I don't know. I, I'm. I get upset talking about this, so I wanna. I wanna throw it to you guys before I blow a gasket. Yeah, I don't understand where we have players. They get suspended. For going over the limit of technicals, which would be eight during the playoffs and sixteen during the regular season. Okay, you miss one game, one playoff game, with only eight technicals, and we've seen how the refs have been that terrible. For goodness' sake, John, your Lakers. Pat Beverly had to bust out the camera. <laughs> That's how the referees have been that bad. The reason that I bring that up is for John Morant to have a resume of all these questionable acts, whether it be someone thinking that they have a laser with a firearm, someone com- uh, making a f- police report at the mall because him and his entourage were threatening a Falaker employee. You have the strip club uh, incident and then brandishing a gun on live. And also the team getting punched in the face, hitting a minor. It's like 25 games. Is that even equivalent? Like people literally got hurt. That team got hurt. Branding Sheen a gun could have got someone killed. I believe it was um, Mike Wilbon said it best when he brought his son to the mall and said, I will not buy you those Nikes of John Morant. Like when parents have to come to that conclusion for a player that is followed by millions, Adam Silver needs to get some testicular fortitude and put <laughs> his huevos down. Yeah. The worst part about this too is is to add to what JJ is saying is that it sets a terrible precedent for the type of behavior that not only job but other players can get away with and get essentially a slap on the wrist and the real question here is is jaw going to learn his lesson and to me the answer is is a abundantly clear no and i will not be surprised within the next year or even this year if john morant is caught slipping again and some schmuck his friend the same guy they're doing something dumb listening to i don't know god knows what kind of music (laughs) and brandishing another firearm by accident it won't it wouldn't surprise me because this this punishment is not a punishment right like punishments are meant to prevent people from committing another crime or doing something or doing something Great point. And if, the, and if the punishment does not fit the crime, what's going to stop them from doing it again? Nothing. If I go rob a bank, right? Or if if, if Roe robs a bank for the second time, I'm kidding. But the, <laughs> it, if, he were to, if we were to do something like that and our and our penalty, our punishment getting for getting caught is $10,000 or a misdemeanor, why wouldn't I just do it again? Absolutely. I agree with you, John. And like Adam Silver, like you already gave John Morant the benefit of the doubt 
and you gave him eight games. And it included the games that he had already missed. And now he does it again. And your biggest like increase after saying, oh, I don't want to distract from the NBA Finals is just 25 games. I don't understand this. Like you, like John was saying, I thought minimum it would have been half a year, but he's getting a lot less than that. We'll just have to wait and see what John Morant does, if he does something or when he does something. I don't know. But I'm going to move on from this topic. We have to talk about Zion Williamson. And it's saying that Zion Williamson is unlikely to be traded before the NBA draft. League sources tell The Athletic. But behind-the-scenes tensions between Williamson and the Pelicans have intensified over the past few months. So I don't know what to do with this report. I don't know if they're trading him or not, or if this is just some sort of posturing to get more for Zion Williamson. But if you are the Pelicans, with everything going on with Zion, would you trade Zion Williamson? Definitely. I'm I'm 100% on the trade Zion Williamson train if I'm the New Orleans Pelicans. Is it the Mariah Mills thing or is it the injury history? That's doing it it for you. Well, well, I know the media is going to say the Mariah Mills thing and the distractions. But for me, I've I've checked the tapes back the previous episodes. If you want and quote me on this or or just make sure that I'm I'm standing true to what I said earlier. But I've already said I've already begun on the record of saying that Zion Williamson should be traded for that very reason you stated is that his injury history. He's not reliable. He can't stay on the court. He's. He seems like basketball isn't the number one priority. And that's indicative of the fact that he doesn't come into camp in shape, right? Like that is should be your priority as a young player, up and coming player. Now this whole Mariah Mills thing, that's just like the the sugar, the 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 nail in the coffin for me. I think like to me, it's your own personal life. You gotta do what you wanna do, whatever. It yeah, it's a distraction for the team. But then this is just picking up more of national attention and the media is now running with it. And so I think mm-hmm. it actually just propels and pushes the Pelicans timeline even further if they were already considering trading Zion. I think it's now because of all the media attention, the distraction and the narrative around it. I think they have no choice at this point. What do you guys I think? Have, I have one stat that'll make you happy, John. And that stat is that Zion Williamson has played 114 games in his career. And you know who surpassed him? AD has played more games than Zion Williamson the past three years. Dang. Which is crazy to think of considering how many times I've heard John and my cousins complain about AD not playing for the Lakers. AD, you mean... (laughs) You mean always disabled? <laughs> yeah. Or Anthony Davis? Street clothes. Yeah, street clothes I don't like I don't right? like that one. I prefer always disabled. I think always, that's, okay. that's more yeah. appropriate. So So you're going trade. I think you gotta trade just because I know he's that caliber player where if healthy, he's a game changer. But now with this outside noise, whether it's his fault or not, Jun there's a quote that I love that's in our beloved lockers, uh, 49ers locker room that John Lynch posted right when he got hired. It's protect 
your teammates protect the locker room. Yeah. The Niners for years had issues of people leaking information, um, people getting into trouble, like Alden Smith, a lot of Niner players. And I think after the Lynch era, the team turned around in terms of who they got, um, how players treated each other or act outside of um, the locker room. And whether it's Zion's fault or not, there are situations that you put yourself in that you don't need to put yourself in. And right now, he's not protecting the locker room. Like what John was saying, the outside noise, even though it's not related to basketball, kind of has an effect on the team. And it's it's crappy, it sucks, but what do you guys think the first questions will be when the season starts to his teammates, his coaches, and ownership? Do those tapes really exist? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can I we see them? Have relations uh, yeah, with, with that woman. <laughs> um, I mean, Bill. I mean, Bill. Bill said that. Like, granted, Bill said that many years ago, and he still didn't get away with it. Can you imagine trying to say that now and try to get away with it? No. Oh that. my goodness. Yeah. That well, thank thank God for. for Zion. Um, let's just imagine. Okay, imagine we take a time machine all the way back to 2019 it's the nba draft and you boys are the new orleans pelicans who are picking number one okay don't think about the roster construction at that time just think about the potential okay the potential of these two players superstar players potential superstar players coming out in john morant and zion williamson knowing now what's going to happen would you draft Ja or zion and i'm gonna start with john uh, how do you is there a neither option or is there a you're gonna I, trade I, out you're I gonna plead, trade out I for more picks i played the fifth um no i gotta choose i gotta choose okay wow this is a tough one man um okay this is not this does not reflect my belief on whether or not <laughs> One player or another did anything right, or if I'm condoning any of their behavior. This is merely me choosing who I think is least worse, okay? I just want to throw that out there. For I the aggregators, yes. I, yes, okay. I'm going to – and and not only they're off the court, but I'm also going to talk about basketball and their ability to contribute. I'm going to say John Morant. I would, I would pick John Morant because I think, one, he's not – he doesn't have a serious injury past history. So I think he's going to be reliable when it comes to being on the court. In terms of his off-the-court issues, I think it's more severe than what Zion is doing. But I also think that he's young enough where he can rehabilitate. And I have that hope. Maybe maybe it's denial, but maybe it's being overly optimistic. But I think he can, being as young as he is, and both are, both are guys, both guys are young, I think he could still ride the ship at you know in due time. So I'm going to say Ja. Damn, this is a very difficult question. Can you really change someone's character? That's the question, guys. Dude, don't you ask yourself that every day in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> Can I change, John? I don't know, man. No, we don't want you to change. I'm just, that's a serious joke. We don't want you to change. 
Thanks, man. I appreciate that. But in all seriousness, well, not really. But regarding to this question, who would I pick? I think just for the pod sake, you got to go Zion still, right? Because when he does play, he's that effective. He doesn't have any legal trouble like Jaw. Maybe he just has to rehab, relearn how to jump and run like what Curry has done. And once he's straight, he'll be all good for the Pelicans. That's yet to be seen, though. Can we ask JJ the same question uh, when, when, if, and when the tapes are released? I'm not interested in <laughs> those <laughs> tapes. <laughs> we want to we see, see if JJ has the same, same uh, reaction. Who's my daddy? You know, this, this is a really tough question. And I, don't, I really don't know which one to go with. But I guess if I really had to choose... I you think I'm going to agree. Choose. I'm going to agree with JJ here. I'm going to go with Zion Williamson. And the reason being is because even though he has injury history, even though he has all that stuff with, you know, Mariah Mills, we've seen other players with injury history, right? Get healthy, work their body. Like there's history of that. There's also history of, you know, people having questionable pass that end up maturing. You know, he's only 22 years old. So I think he has a chance there. But John Morant and this thing, I have rarely ever seen anyone come out on top and be like, you know what? I don't like flashing guns anymore. Like once you like flash a gun, that's like red flag. Like stay away from that situation. And then when it's like repeated and then like it doesn't seem like he's taking like the punishments like seriously, that's the part where it's like, I don't know if I could even forgive that. You know what I mean? I feel like Zion still has a chance to come out on top with the situation. For Ja, I think that his percentages are probably like in the 15, 20%, like that he's gonna be a upstanding character for the NBA where they could toss him on a bunch of posters and he's gonna get like a million sponsorships. Like I don't see that happening. I that You make great points, bro. And you're almost pushing me over to the edge of the Zion Williamson camp, Williamson camp, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay with Jaw. And <laughs> right. the, but the reality here is, both of these guys. Where there's a good chance Jaw? both of these guys are going to be on the Shanghai Sharks in five years, maybe less. <laughs> oh no! But with that, I think we're well over time, my friends. I want to thank you two for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate everybody listening to the pod. She knows she loved Jay because. And John, thanks for being on, man. Hey, thank you. And just for old time's sakes, best episode ever. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Sammy. We miss you. We miss you, buddy. You too, RJ. Get better. And of course, shout out to our video producer, RJ. Check out our YouTube channel. Channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rose Zapanza. This is the Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts. Dylan, Dylan, and Dylan.